2: You're listening to episode 288 of PHP Ugly. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me is John Conkin. Happy anniversary, Eric. Thank you, sweetheart. And Tom right up.
3: Happy birthday? No. <laughs> was it close?
2: Yeah, you're actually very close. My birthday was uh, a couple weeks ago. We we talked about it on the show. Right, right. That's why I don't. Remember Mother's Day. It. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh my wonderful wife and my thirty third wedding anniversary. Jesus. I have physically been with her than I have longer than anybody else in my life, including my own parents. I mean, like obviously, I've been related to my parents longer, but I only lived with my parents for like 20, 20 years. And wow, we twenty have years! we
0: lived together. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was seventeen and GTFO.
3: Well, first first couple <laughs> years weren't up to him. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. The wife and I been together, been through some, been through some shit too, man. I tell you, but we uh we're still here. It's uh it's nice. I I have to be honest with you, and it's messing with my head hard. We've talked about it on the podcast before. But for those of you who haven't heard, I I was, I was had a speech impediment growing up as a child. And it was very pronounced. And I know I still have a speech impediment. And I know I have a very unique way of speaking because people always say, Hey, this moment I heard your voice, I knew who you were. And I take it as a compliment. But I know in the back of my head because I... I talk weird especially for especially certain words so for me to do this every week especially at the beginning was just such a hercule, hercule, hercule herculean hercule, hercule, herculean hercule, yeah herculean yeah <laughs> that effort that i had to <laughs> overcome and john john has mentioned in the past how my master plan was always to be a producer and have other people be on the podcast, and I just couldn't mm-hmm. seem to do that. <clears throat>
0: um, so, but you're anyways. so good at this; hence, so, having three podcasts <laughs> that you're on. I
2: had, I had, I had an appointment today with a physician, and one of the things that came up was, um, you know, some issues I have with hearing, hmm? and and the fact that that actually relates. So. The wife and I are talking through this today, and she starts pointing out like some of the words and sounds that I don't hear correctly, and I constantly say incorrectly.
3: Yeah, whenever the kids are talking, nothing, just nothing.
2: (laughs) One of the one of the words (laughs) she caught out was the way I say episode. Apparently, I don't say that correctly when I say it in normal conversation. I. I say episode, not episode.
0: Anyways, I've never it's caught messing on that. messing with my head, man. I've never it's messing with my
2: head. <laughs> You've always said it.
0: Correct. You say episode every week, and I've never caught that. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I, I I am hard of hearing, and
2: I. But that's not why I have a speech impediment. I have a speech impediment because I have a speech impediment. I had one as a child. I had a, a stutter. I was told. Um, for years, as a young child, my family and my best friend were the only people who could understand me when I spoke. If I, if a stranger came up or somebody from outside the family, I couldn't communicate with them because of how I spoke. I had to go through to th- therapy for this. I did a lot of training. I did a lot of soul searching. But yeah, it's a lifetime of effort in trying to improve. It's actually one of the reasons I really now enjoy doing the podcast, and I like editing the podcast because I still hear the problems when I edit the podcast. I'll hear myself say something in post, and I'm like, "The f- what the hell? Like, <laughs> what, what was that word?"
1: <laughs>
2: but uh, but yeah, it's it's a lifetime of you know trying to improve. So I appreciate everybody who hangs out with us. I appreciate. You, Tom, you, John, for uh, putting up with it for, what, five, six years now? It's amazing.
3: Well, and it's the Eric- easy joke to go to, and we never <clears throat> do. so.
0: And, Eric, I appreciate you putting up with me, missing out on uh, scheduled meetings. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, I put up with you. You put up with me. It's a great relationship. What can I say? I wasn't going to bring it up, but no, that's worse, John. Let's be clear. That is worse. <laughs> so, Eric sends me a message. Uh, we have an eight thirty meeting on Thursday nights. He sends me a message two minutes prior saying, "Hey, are you joining us?" I don't see it. Twenty minutes later, he goes, "You really, do I have to t- share with you how frustrated I am right now?" I'm like. Fuck! He's pissed off at me beyond belief. So beyond belief, and I felt so bad.
3: Well, no, he you, did you think got, he you did got, think he were know. dead because you were also late to the podcast. So he was wondering if I you was. Had I was on before nine some, like, Safety harness.
0: So so. <laughs> prior to so, I was late or didn't show up to our meeting at eight thirty. I got in here five minutes before nine to start recording, and all of a sudden I hear this ruckus out in our kitchen. My dog was spayed today, and all I heard was her whimpering like she was being attacked, and she okay, was somewhere my other dog. Not
3: like accidentally spayed. Like, right. There's a ruckus in the kitchen, <laughs> and now the dog's spayed, so, you know, that <laughs> saves time.
0: So I ran out there, got back in here, ended up being on, right on time, not late. Thank you very much. I don't know. I don't know if it was on time. But, but I, no, but John, I John
2: didn't even give you the, the most important part about him missing the 8.30 meeting. The, the 8.30 meeting is there because John was so like, we have to have a meeting every week at 8.30 before we do the podcast. It was his <laughs> demand. That, that meeting was not only did we have that meeting, but this day at that time.
3: That's weird. I've never it, been invited it, to that meeting.
0: Well, it is with our international developer who is on a different time zone, and this is a convenient time. That's true. I, Canada <clears> throat> count throat> as
3: an international developer? I work with a lot of Serbians. <laughs> I don't know if Canada counts.
0: It's like Canada, Probably doesn't. We've got so, we uh, other developers. My nephew came over uh, this evening, uh, introduced us to his new girl friend. I I think it's girlfriend, but I don't know for sure. Uh, But anyway, he he came over and I was hanging out with him. And then all of a sudden he came over, got some camping equipment. And when he left, I was like, oh, shit, I have a meeting tonight. And I looked at my phone and that's when I saw Eric's messages. I was a little (laughs) bit late to it. (laughs) Sorry, dude.
2: It's all right. I mean, yeah, we, we'll we we'll talk about it somewhere later. But uh, yeah, if I could fire a CEO, then you would be worried.
0: <laughs> but no, I did not forget to buckle my harness. And yes, I got my P2 certification. So thank you very much. That I saw that. Highlight of the week. So excited by it.
3: You also did miss that appointment too, though, because I saw that... You could have gotten it a day earlier, but you screwed up and got it a day late. So it's been, so, a, rough, it's been a rough week for everybody.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I forgot about that. So yeah, we have a checklist. After every time we do a class or a maneuver in the sky or whatever, after class, we go in and we sign off. Uh, the instructor puts the date, their initials, and then we initial saying, we've done this. And I got everything done got my the number of flights I needed, the number of spot landings. The only thing I needed was my emergency procedures course. And my instructor and I both thought we did it, but it wasn't marked off. And I'm like, no, maybe I didn't do it. So Tuesday we get there. I got way more flights in, way more comfortable. And then at 4.30, the winds kind of died down. And he's like, all right, let's go pack up. I'm like, hey, can we do this? So He was gracious enough to do this part of the class. And it's only a 20 minute presentation. As soon as he brought the first slide out, I'm like, shit, I've done this already.
3: (laughs) I've seen this episode.
0: (laughs) And and then he's like, you needed it. You're sitting through it again because there are two other people in the class that did need it. So I'm like, all right, I'll hang around and go through it again. And then I had to jump off a stool uh, into the grass to do a, Parachute landing fall. And I ended up having to do it three times because it turns out I can't roll to my left. I can't. I'm, I'm like... Is there a story uh, there? No. <laughs> no. Uh, what's, what's the... What's that? Um, Zoolander. I'm like Zoolander. I can't turn left. Really? <laughs> like, I, I jumped off and the way you're supposed to, like, land and roll, like, they... They were joking that I looked like a burrito. I kind of just kind of rolled quickly, and luckily, there's an, one of the other students is really being into skydiving, and he's like, "Why don't you try rolling to your right?" So I jumped and rolled to my right, and I did everything exactly like I was supposed to. <laughs> it was the it's the weirdest thing.
3: See this this is the kind of Patreon only content that we're supposed to have, where it's just <laughs> just a TikTok called John tries to roll to the left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do plan on on uh putting the camera on my helmet now. Now that I got more experience and I'm a little more comfortable with everything, I just I didn't want to risk anything. There were too many times where I would turn or try and get out of something and the lines would wrap around the GoPro mount that's on the helmet. I'm like if I had a GoPro up there it'd be even worse. Um but did you get the did you get the 360? Yep. I've got that. You're awesome. So I plan on doing some more, and I now can go to the glider port that's only a couple miles from my house. I actually went up there last night and sat there for an hour, and nobody showed up. And I'm too new to be stupid enough to jump off a mountain by myself.
3: Yeah, Mm Yeah, who would do that? You've got so. to do it with friends, like mom always said.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm getting encouragement in Telegram, like, just land into the wind. I'm like, no, this is my first time. I'm not going by myself. <laughs> I need support. <laughs> There's just
3: some, some homeless guy right, when, when I, telling you, when hey, I, nah, just land in the wind, man. You'll be fine.
0: When I crash, I want somebody that is smart enough to call 911 for me.
2: <laughs> oh, so,
3: boy. Yeah.
2: So I I did a boneheaded thing. What did you do? And uh, I felt really stupid after I did it. So we were talking, uh, you're not going to get this on the audio stream, but we were talking before we started the show, everybody's been having system problems. I had rebuilt my system, my desktop system, um, a couple weeks ago now. And about a week after I started rebuilding my desktop system, I had cra- <laughs> I cracked my stupid Pi uh, <laughs> um, SD card. It, it, that that was funny. <laughs> Just <laughs> so I'm an idiot. I mean, I, I'm a pretty well documented and established idiot. But I ha- I've had this Raspberry Pi running for years. I use it for a couple things. It's part it runs CouchDB on it that synchronizes with some other CouchDBs out on the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
0: include Go, going, going include, back to last week that's part of your proof of concept work that you've done for yeah, clients. yeah it's <laughs> true
2: and one of the database it syncs is the uh, php ugly uh, shows so I have an RSS. I have a what do I have I have a job on one of our servers that gets our rss feed and then d- puts all that documentation into a couch db instance and then that CouchDB instance starts replicating out and my pie was always one of them. So whenever I was doing work, I would hit this pie to kind of get uh, uh, the um, show notes and things like that. But I had it for mainly for backups. I had my a b- bunch of my dumps on there. Um, I actually did a, I would do an R sync of my repos over there. <clears throat> so in the event that I was away from my desktop, and I couldn't get access to it, but I could get access to my Pi. I could um, rsync my repos, uh, my current repo down. It, it did a lot of things, and it just ran for years. I mean, it was like I, I, I literally just had a sitting back there. For whatever reason, I, I had I have a sitting back there, um, where it was it has a heatsink on it. For whatever reason, I grabbed this thing the other day. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I have a case for this. I should try putting it in the case. So I take I take off the heatsink and I'm trying to put it in the case. And it's still running, mind you. Like I don't even bother to unplug it. I just let it run. Right? So I'm trying to put it in the case and it's just not quite fitting. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, that 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 thing back there. And I'm like looking, I'm looking over it. I'm like, oh yeah, that must be a little tab that has to click in. So I like jam it in there. It was the freaking sd card it just snapped in half
0: and i'm like oh mean like, that's so when that's you say jam you jammed bad. that in there that wasn't like oh, yeah you didn't try to nudge it there You're you like, didn't jelly it i haven't even
2: gotten to the idiot part yet that's that that's just <laughs> just flagrant stupidity there but what was really funny is i'm like hmm so i'm sitting there holding it i'm like I wonder if that killed it, or, or maybe it just, like, <laughs> cracked the case, you know? So, I, like, I'm trying to SSHN, I'm like, it's not in. Like, yeah, I think it's dead. <laughs> I, turn, I turn around and look, and the little SSD card is smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even know they could smoke. Like, what, what the hell no, is that thing smoking never, for? Never
3: let the smoke out, ever. That's bad call.
2: <laughs> so... So I say all of that to say that I had to rebuild my Pi, <laughs> and I decided. I decided. You know, I, I've gotten a lot of experience with Pies over the years, and there's been a lot of uh, advanced broke at least one with, of every uh, model <laughs> with um, with the OS's. So I know OS had a version of their desktop for Pi. I, I don't run it. I don't run the desktop. It, it, it's typically a headless install, at least. With the Pi OS, I, I know how to do the headless install. I've, I've done it for years now. But I wanted to try something different, and I was thinking about going with the Pop, but um, like a lot of, a lot of the uh, articles I was reading, a lot of people have been using Manjaro, which is the distro I was thinking about putting on my desktop when I did my rebuild, and I'm like, nah, I'll stick with Pop. But a lot of people talk about the Manjaro build a Manjaro. Manjaro build for the Pi. I'm like, all right, let me give that a shot. So I install it. It runs really well. It's uh it's based on Arch. It's an Arch distro. So I'm learning a few of the commands and how to do the installs. And I I have it running for a couple of days. I'm like, wow, I'm liking this. And I gotta say, it seems a little quicker. I did install a GUI desktop version. Um just because I don't know. It it does have a a minimal version you can install, but I wasn't comfortable enough with knowing all the Arch commands that I thought I better have a GUI there just in case I need it. So I went that way, and I ran it for a few days. I'm like, all right, this is perfect. I'm actually very happy with this. I'm going to stick with it. I want this to run off a USB drive. And back in the day that was always a problem with Raspberry Pis and having them boot from a USB drive. Well, it turns out today it's simple as hell. Like you literally just plug in a USB drive and it will boot from the USB drive. There's like no more jumping through hoops anymore. So I'm like, wow, I'm like, that's great. So I, I get the bright idea that I'm going to DD my, SD card to my USB drive, so I don't have to reinstall everything. And if for those aren't U- Unix and Linux people, it's uh, what's that? duplicate disk, DD. Yeah, I
0: think it's so. just cloning. <laughs> it's,
2: it's cloning cloning of a disk,
0: a device of so I'm some like, sort. All right. Yeah,
2: and, and you can you can actually do it to like snapshot your disk as well as a backup. Hmm. So I'm like, and I've done this. I've done this a ton. In the past, I used to DD servers over SSH <laughs> as, a, as a method of pat- backing, it, backing them up. So I'm like, all right, this is great. So I know all the commands. I kind of know how to do it. I, I, I do some internet searching just to make sure I'm not missing anything. I'm like, okay, perfect, perfect. So the, there, there's two main things. There's, there's, uh, there's IF, which is the in- uh, input, input, and, the and OF, yeah. which is the output. So you're basically saying, right, I went from here to here. So, you really want to make sure you have those disks correct when, when you're doing it. <laughs> Which I, I assume you I'm, did. Right. I double checked, I triple checked. I'm like, All right, everything's perfect. All right, this is exactly how I want it. And I start to, I, I'm getting ready to run the command. I'm like, oh shit, let me, let me just check one thing. I just want to make sure this one thing's right. And I, I unplug both disks and I, I check what I need to check and I plug it back in, both disks. And I had already written out the command and I hit enter. And I sit down and I watch it for a second. I'm like, hmm. I wonder. And I check, and the fucking disk assignments reversed. So now I was I was cloning my USB drive to my SD card, and I just lost that entire rebuild. I'm like, son of <laughs> a bitch.
0: So why? Wait, wait. Why did you eject them and to look at them? What were you looking at? I, I'm trying to remember what it was.
2: It's like um, a
3: read-only toggle on the disc or something.
2: No, no, no. There was nothing like that. And I, and I, and honestly, I'm I, as I was telling the story, I was trying because to remember because
0: one's, un- one's SD card, one's oh. USB. So what, what could you possibly be trying to figure out? I, for, I forget what
2: it was. I was trying. I, I honestly don't remember what it was. And. And I, I'm at a complete loss, and I, and I try to I try to remember what it was when I when <clears throat> I thought to tell the story. Now now it escapes me, and I can't believe I plugged them in backwards after that. You and it never occurred to me, like it never occurred to me that they would get assigned <laughs> right. assigned the so, other way
0: around. So you were from device one, like they just flip flopped.
2: They swapped. Yeah, they swapped. So I so I I spent the last two days rebuilding. <laughs> so I'm pretty good in installing. Manjaro on, on Pi now. And I'm liking
0: it for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Had some practice. So, did I you do think? Did uh, you do the DD command right on the second attempt?
2: Well, there was no need for a second attempt.
1: I the second attempt was just. The USB. I,
2: yeah, I just built the Manjaro image straight to the USB and it ran.
0: So, but what's the, what's the, the benefit of the USB versus the SD card?
2: So uh, SD cards are—I are, I feel very fortunate because I haven't had a problem, but uh, they're notorious for not lasting very long.
0: Well, if you're uh, writing the, to them constantly,
2: which but, mine mine gets written to
0: constantly, but USB devices have that same issue, don't they? Mm-hmm. I,
2: I don't think I—I I think the <laughs> life expectancy. Well, so this is an SSD card, uh. So there's that piece of it, but I think the life expectancy for the USB drives are like ten or twenty times longer than the SD card, from what I remember. It reading. really depends. The, it depends the other, on the one you the other the other thing, the other thing is uh, the USB drives uh, are faster read writes. Oh, so, and so it's a USB drive.
0: Space. It's a USB drive, not like a thumb drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh.
2: a, it's a little USB drive. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's what I was missing. I, I'm thinking of a, a like just a thumb drive, USB stick type. Oh,
2: connection. interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you are uh, saying
0: that. Yeah. No. No.
2: It's 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 a it's a whole drive. So, but it also requires uh, more more power. So where I used to be able to power it off of like any USB C plug in, mm-hmm. I noticed that with the drive attached to it it needs to be uh it needs that usb uh cord needs to have power attached to it, it can't be like plugged into a computer or something right. um oh yeah that's interesting because i used to i used to if you remember i one of the things that I was using that old image for before i busted it
0: for your ipad <laughs>
2: Yeah, I could plug it directly into my iPad and then SSH to it over that. I wonder, I need to get, I need to test that with the Arch distro and see if that works. But more importantly, if the iPad will be enough power to power it. So, yeah, that's interesting. I need to, that's something I need to test. I don't know the answer to that one yet.
0: Probably not. So, I'm assuming it's an external drive connected via USB. It is. That yeah,
2: which also. Also gets its power from the device, so it's not there's not a, a there's not a separate uh, power supply right. for the drive. It all comes from the USB. Yeah, I doubt your right. I mean, That from, is, is going to be enough. Yeah, probably, and that that really might be enough of an argument to keep to keep a uh, SD card image handy.
0: See, hmm. now you get to practice your DD command again. That's right.
3: Congratulations.
2: You get it right this time.
3: <laughs> oh, you got it right. I was. Sh-
2: yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> this is reversed. That's, that's almost as bad as the RMRF slash.
0: It,
3: yeah, because you can screw that up so bad.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but
3: that's kind of recoverable. DD is not really recoverable. No, yeah.
2: Once that DD starts, it's, it's over because it, it busts that partition table and. Yeah, you're
0: hosed. Yep. Tom, how was <sighs> your week?
3: Oh, man. I made pickles. Is that what this image is about? I was wondering. Yes, this is a picture of my jars of pickles. Uh, I did not have work this week. It's been really wonderful. You know what you
0: should do,
2: Tom? You're you're from Southern California. One of the things I love are the the spicy carrots. You should do that with pickles. Make spicy
3: pickles. Well, these are a little bit spicy. These don't quite have the kick that they're going to have. This is my first attempt at pickling anything. This is just a refrigerator pickle. So, so you decide
2: to pickle pickles.
3: not sure well, I mean, where that could go wrong. It's got lots of stuff going on in it. <laughs> I, I might have overdone the garlic a little bit much. It still smells like garlic in my house. But, you cannot uh,
0: overdo garlic. I, I don't think
3: that's possible. You say that. I'll send you some pickles. <laughs> um, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, you know, not doing a lot of, of work uh, computer-wise, but, you know, really cleaning Less, the house up. And
0: Last week you said you were going to keep working even though you were off. Wait, What happened?
3: Well, I did a little bit of work on the Laravel 9 upgrade. Now that uh, 9.14 is out, that has uh, my patch to fix... The Wait, whose patch? Our patch. <laughs> My coworker and I. It uh, ter- turns out you can only you can only submit a PR <clears throat> under one person's name, unless you uh, are taking over somebody else's library. In which case, yeah, no, it's just two people can do it. It's not good. Uh, yeah, and just cleaning around the house and uh, taking it easy. It's been nice. Uh, working on my my wallet that's uh halfway done what do you mean what wallet i'm making a wallet for myself Oh. Huh. so just uh doing hobbies keeping myself busy
0: but that's i absolutely- has been How a good week. week it's been a good week off in other words
3: it's been a nice week off it's been a very needed week off uh Definitely could feel the uh, feel the burnout just sort of going <clears> away, <throat> not having to go to work on Monday. Well,
0: that that was your goal, right?
3: That was the goal. That was the goal.
0: Uh, Eric, my week's been good. I've, I've done a few things. We talked about the paragliding, which is the highlight of the week. The second highlight of the week, we got the PHP podcast out of the way recorded prior to the magazine coming out. It's been Never a- released it yet. <laughs> don't get ahead, don't get it, ahead of yourself. It, is, it was recorded prior to finishing the magazine. I'm assuming it, it will, will be released prior to the magazine coming out. <laughs> it will probably, I'm going to, I'm going
2: to hustle and try to get it released. I, I might try to get it released tomorrow, but it will definitely be released this weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> And the idea behind that, in case anybody's wondering, is it gives subscribers a reason to listen because they can kind of get a sneak peek of what's coming in the magazine, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it works out.
0: I mean, John and I that was our really kind of goal from the beginning was that was what it was supposed to be, and it just never became that.
2: Yeah. John and I are really stacking on the things we're trying to get done at the end of the month <laughs> I mean it's just like yeah we don't have enough shit on our on our plate let's uh let's pile a few more things but i I agree with john i I definitely feel like this was always the goal of that podcast is to have it released before the magazine was released so
0: yeah, so I was excited to get that done uh, had a interesting thing with the foam burner team where we had agile coaching come in and try to teach some, not necessarily teach yet. It's, it's an ongoing process. And, but we, we've started the first part and somebody asked for some feedback and I gave my, my honest feedback, which sometimes I'm a little too honest. I'm a little too open. Maybe I shouldn't share as much as I do, but I did anyway. And it just seemed like a very long presentation to say, we're going to work with you. We're going to try and work with your team and find out what works for your team, but we're not going to tell you what to do. It's like, thanks. Appreciate it. Good job. Uh, it's, it's a lot of the same. Like we're, we're going to try and teach you a couple things. You try them. If it works for you, great. If not, we'll try other things. And this is what it boiled down to a very long presentation just for that. But Changing a a team's culture and the way they work is an interesting process. So
3: I, I know will, I will talked- second that. I I know QA and my team is trying to do that right now, and it's uh, tricky.
2: Yeah, we, what we, makes it tricky? Just out of curiosity,
3: we have a lot of uh, contractors who have very established ways of doing things, and we're moving away from contractors to full-time employees that have their way of doing things. Um, We got a new QA manager who's very skilled and very capable and uh, wants to use the tool set he's comfortable with and the methodologies he's comfortable with. And there is some pushback.
0: You guys have a lot of contractors and we've been trying to tell you, hey, get us in there. And you're like, Nope, well we have is full-time employees.
3: Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. We, Appreciate we, that, we are contractors. It's we we are. <laughs> We're moving away. <laughs> That's what we do. We're moving away you, from contractors.
0: Now, now you are. Now How long have you been have... there now? A <laughs> year. You could have brought us in. A year. A year of a contract we could have had, John. I, I heard the same thing you heard. I'm just saying.
3: I still have no pull. Don't worry about it.
0: Fun. My my other fun this week, there's been a, a billing script that runs daily that there's been known issues with. And it's like, well, if we just kick it off again, billing finishes, no big deal. Finally, they. I didn't know about this. They finally came to me and said, hey, do you think we could step debug this? We have debug on a server. Can we step debug and figure out what's going on? And it's like, sure, let's try this out. <clears throat> this started Tuesday or Wednesday. And it's like, you get one shot at it. You you run the script. It's got to run X number of transactions or attempts of tra- uh, transactions. And it either finishes successfully or it doesn't. But the really weird part is the script doesn't fatal error. It ends. It ends with the logging. So once you get out of the loop, there's a log entry that happens. Everything happens perfectly. Except you're expecting X number of transactions and you get X minus whatever. It ends prematurely and you don't know why. So it's
3: timing out. You get in
0: there. No, it's not timing out because that would be a fatal error. That would be something in the error log saying hey, this took longer than... And it's a CLI script. There's there's no timeout. It's not a timeout. You get past the point of... You get outside the loop and you still get the log entry. So it's definitely not a timeout issue. We start step debugging and we come up with one theory. We're like, it might be the connection, like, almost like you're saying, the connection to the database times out. So... Uh, as you're looping and you're fetching the next next record, it returns now I know how, false. Now I know how
3: Eric feels. I just said that. I just said that. But that wasn't it. That's the funny
0: part. That was the first thing we came up with. It wasn't it. We, we put logging in, everything's fine there. The next day we come back, we, we step through, and we think we have it. We run it today it finishes all of them successfully. So we didn't get to the failure point that we needed to get to. But I think the, I think this is a problem with active record and we're using a really freaking old library that we've been trying to get rid of, but it's so hard. It's so embedded into the code base, but the active record itself stores the, Result ID, and there's a lot of global variables in this library, and it's a pain in the ass, but it's, again, legacy, very ingrained into the software, so getting rid of it's hard. As you're as we're fetching out of the database, we clone the object so that you can work on that object alone and not affect the original, which makes sense. But now we're thinking the cloned object somehow... Erases data out of the global variable namespace or variables. Yes, and it's frustrating and it's annoying. And we we think we know what's going on. Did you look up we, what
3: cloning? Did you look up what object cloning does in PHP?
0: We know we got
3: it. I understand it what it does. It says very explicitly does not clone properties of an object.
0: No, it clones everything. It's a clone. No. Yes, no. it does. Yes, it does. A, Trust me. I we a, use we. Because of this fucking legacy database, we use cloning more than we want to use cloning. So you can't you you can't mess but with I'm, me on cloning. I I'm get just going to
3: throw this. I'm just going to throw this in our Discord. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it, a, it
0: remains references. A, All the data is still there.
3: Right, but it's, it's not even a reference. So if if you're still, but it's not working. a reference.
0: This isn't a reference. The way this stupid library works, it's an ID. There's a number. Whether it's a reference or not, it doesn't matter. In the When you free an object, when you get rid of it, it calls an unset on a global variable that unsets a reference to the ID, that number.
3: So it unsets it on both of your cloned objects.
0: No, it unsets the global variable. Nothing to do with the object itself. It's global variables. Don't use global variables because they're Nasty, and we all know that now, but again, this library was written for PHP 4 <laughs> and has been bastardized to work on PHP okay. 7.
3: So that's the joke I was trying to get you to make.
0: <laughs> it's not a joke, it's reality. No, it's um, we're stuck with it. We're st- that is
3: that is <laughs> so hilarious,
0: but it's annoying that it, ha- it doesn't happen every single day. So we go to test it today, and it doesn't fail. It's like you failed the past two days when we wanted you to fail, and we we had. Semi theories, but nothing concrete. And then, like yesterday when it happened, we're like, we think this is it, but we need it to happen one more time to be sure.
3: Yeah, it's it's uh,
0: and then today we run it and it doesn't happen, it's frustrating as hell. It's
3: Schrodinger's reference. As soon as you're looking (laughs) at it, the cat's alive. As soon as you look away, though, that cat could be dead. You don't
0: know, it's true.
3: Oh, but
0: it's frustrating. So frustrating. That's been my week.
3: I mean, that was the ticket that that uh, we fixed in Laravel 9 was uh, that the cloning was happening in a, a place where it was returning a query builder object instead of uh, a model. And so it was populating the model with all of the pivot table data, which if you have a pivot table that has an ID overrides the idea of the model and gets it wrong. So like, cloning is a pain in the ass. I, I won't ever use it. Probably use it next week. Now that I've said that, but <laughs>
0: you <can't, laughs> yeah, you can't say I'll never use it. Active record is just, it's a, it, it's a design pattern. Whether it's a good one or not <laughs> is another story. It's
3: it sure. It sure does smell.
0: Yeah.
2: Can we get a, can we get a link to the PR and, uh, the t- discord there oh, uh, what Tom?
3: to our pr i'm not gonna say mine anymore <laughs> i get fucking roasted over that
2: i didn't say yours either i said that pr <laughs> let's be clear
3: <sighs> yeah yeah you can get that that's like
2: me saying i've been i, I i've gone uh paragliding <laughs> which you should totally do come hang out with me Let's go. Oh, I would paraglide in a heartbeat if I thought it would get my fat ass off the ground. I, I have no <laughs> fear of that paragliding. Uh, no, well, that's, you...
3: that's the way I approach most of the like physical things that are asked of me, though, which is like, I'd love to, but they don't make things for the people my size.
0: Exactly. You, you, I used to you think I, that. You think that. I bet <laughs> if you ask, they take up some some big people.
3: Does this parachute oh, come I, in a moo moo?
0: I would totally. I used to. I used to uh,
2: bungee jump a lot. Oh, there was back in the day when bungee jumping was all hot. There were a bunch of uh, bungee jumping places here in San Diego. Uh, I love that stuff. Uh, paragliding. I. I, I want to go skydiving. I mean, I would. I would do that. I think in a heartbeat as well. Um, but yeah, paragliding definitely is is rad up there. I would. If I had an opportunity to do that, I, I would. I would probably do that one. See, I want to. I want to.
0: No I want to skydive as well. And the funny thing is, this week, sitting in class, there's somebody in my class that says, "Yeah, I just went skydiving." And yeah, like,
2: uh, I, the, the, I feel like that's how it would call be. Those guys like, it would as be. It well,
3: would
1: it,
2: be it would be one of those things. Like, like, I, I feel like. Uh, I've lived so long, I've built it up so big in my head, and I've seen too many movies where I would expect it to be like this, you know, like long fall thing, and, but no, it would just be like a gush of wind blasting my face, and then a parachute releasing, and I, I can totally, but you got to do it. You yeah. got If you have an opportunity
0: to do it, you got to so, do it. So we, we talked about it, and people have this, like, the free fall is fun, but A lot of people love the under canopy time, but then you're just – you're falling under a canopy. You're floating around. You get to look around. So you have that rush of the free fall. You get into the canopy, and then you're just kind of relaxed, falling. Paragliding is that with control. So you you can kind of maneuver where you want to maneuver. So I I wouldn't compare the two so much.
2: You can do that way if you want, John.
0: No, this wasn't me. This was somebody else in my class saying that – because they were a paragliding student, when they went skydiving, it was more of a "meh" type of response than "oh, I love this."
2: Yeah, I made that mistake myself in the past, and I still do it. I, I, I don't say it nearly as I, I rarely say it. My my wife will say it more than I do. But I played baseball for a very long time, even in adulthood. I played. You do say that a lot. Baseball leagues. Because of that, it is hardball. So that's the thing that would that would blow a lot of people's mind. Oh, you, you're pl- playing fast-pitch hardball? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of that, everybody that I knew that played on any softball team wanted me to play, play softball with them. And it's very much kind of the same situation you're describing, John, in the sense that, like, to me, it's two different sports, but... It's like I, I understand that they're like based on each other, but like softball, I couldn't play competitive softball. I wouldn't want to play competitive softball. Like softball to me is something I would love to go out and do with friends, but I couldn't take the game seriously.
0: That's what you shouldn't <laughs> say to softball players. Don't say those words. <laughs> not until, but you've, done, I do, not until you've done both.
2: I, I've played on softball teams with oh, okay, yeah. the people I work with and friends and that's how i feel like it's meant to be but like you get these competitive softball players and i'm not at that level like it that that game does not and it's not the same as baseball there's a lot of different a lot of nuanced differences that both the softball and baseball player understand and i just couldn't like i had i had a lot of competitive softball player friends who wanted me to play with on their team and i just couldn't do it and they would be offended, and I understand it, but didn't change the fact that I'm not doing it.
0: So, so if I find out you can go tandem, you'll come out in tandem.
2: Oh, I would, yeah, I'd do that. I mean, again, okay. probably need two pair. Like, like the parachute needs to be able to carry a cow. Like if, if, <laughs> if the parachute is graded for cow, I, I will consider it. But, yeah. You're approaching, I'll, I'll do it. you're approaching.
3: Both founders of a company hit by a bus territory, though. So let's (laughs) not get too into that idea. Well, I'm not taking him. I can't take anyone tandem.
0: He can go by himself. You can go eventually, though, right? Well, it would take years. I I have to progress my skills. Listen, if I'm going to have anybody
2: on my ass hugging me, I want it to be you, John.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry, though. Got it. He'll just be late showing up to it that's true Well, not usually so we, very rarely we've had an interesting week for security vulnerabilities and one of the best things you can do to handle security vulnerabilities is check your exceptions with something like Honey Badger
1: Honey Badger transforms you into a DevOps hero by combining error, uptime and cron monitoring into a single easy to use platform Stop wasting your time tailing logs and deploy with swagger. Visit HoneyBadger.io today to level up.
2: Thank you, HoneyBadger. So I have to ask a question, John. Before we uh, went on our little uh, paragliding softball tangent, Um, you were talking about this issue trying to track down a very uh, rare bug, rare and unique bug. Yes. Would you take any different approaches now, just out of curiosity? Maybe based on some information you have.
0: <laughs> you would think I should. Uh, logging is so important. Having all that information available to you, and if you had access to a magazine that chance had a an article about rare and u- unique bugs, that would be a good place to start wouldn't wouldn't it though
2: wouldn't it be a good place to start it's funny because i think you mentioned this last week and i had just previously uh done my round of proofreading for the magazine i knew you hadn't and you're talking about this issue i'm like oh my god read the magazine jesus christ read the magazine (laughs) so we have an article coming out in uh for uh, June. june From Edward Bernard, who talks about how to, how to track down rare and unique bugs in your code and why you want to do it. And what John is talking about is the exact use case that he's kind of profiling in his article. But yeah. Stuff that you can't replicate, that rarely happens, and nobody really understands why it's happening. He explains to you how you capture that. And allows you to do some uh, debugging. So and
0: it's fast- check it out. It's fascinating because he, I love Ed's articles. He he goes back to his early days, back when he worked for IBM and other companies, and how you had so little memory back then. We're, we have the luxury of gigabytes, sometimes terabytes of memory at our disposal. And back then, what did he say? Uh, Sixty four megabytes. -hmm. That he had, but the chip manufacturers had a way to store like the last 1,000 calls that were made so that you could get a stack trace of what has happened so you could know every event that had happened, trace through, and try and recreate the issues. It was just, it's a fascinating read, really is. So
2: Tom was going down a path around security. We we had a very interesting uh, security exploit in the PHP world, well, PHP world, and the Python world. And the simplicity
3: of the hack is <laughs> it's just beautiful, ridiculous. Uh, it's so dumb.
2: So, so the 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 person who did the did this hack was doing it for educational purposes. He didn't claiming. he wasn't trying to be malicious? Claiming to be, was claiming not to be malicious, and explains how he does it. He had a script running, and let me let me make sure I can I can remember all the steps. But he, so let's worry about PHP. He did something very similar with Python, but we'll focus on PHP because that's that's the world we, we we're in. He had a script running that would uh, scrape through packages, look for. Uh, repos that return a 404 so basically the repo uh, organiz- organization is no longer available. He would then create that organization uh, under his account and and then the, what the script would also do is see if the email associated to that package, was uh, available, if the domain for that email was available to uh, purchase. So basically the developer had abandoned the domain as well. And if it was available for for purchase, he would purchase the domain, set up an MX record, create the account that was associated with the package, and then trick GitHub into uh, transferring over to him. And it worked. Yeah. So and,
3: and- there's like there's little bits of dancing around. Um, one thing is that uh, it wouldn't let you create a package that had been archived. So if the person's GitHub account was abandoned or or deleted, but the original package had still still existed as an archived package, it wouldn't let you just overwrite that existing archive package. Um, and the trick he did was to rename his account to a random number of characters, create the package in his account, and then rename the account back to the account he was trying to hijack.
2: Yeah. Well, well, initially what he did was he just created a new release, but he realized right. that a lot of dependencies would not automatically upgrade to the new release. So he did what Tom just said, which is kind of this like workaround for being able to release new code into the existing release by this back and forth that he did.
3: Hmm. Yeah. And the, the result of this hack was basically just stealing AWS keys out of ENV files and sending them to him. But (laughs) that's huge. It is huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, It could have been any key that he wanted to steal. I mean, for Laravel, if you just steal the, the secret key for the whole framework then you're in trouble but,
0: so were but, they what did they did they get the entire env file or what were they getting how are they with, getting aws well that, keys
2: that's the thing the, the people would have to be storing so they would have to be storing it in there somehow i i, I don't that that by itself i would imagine would be a vulnerability but i don't know because you don't typically store your .env file in your repo um no, so no, no! But I'm the package
3: when you when you install the package and then run it on a system that does have the env, it would just send the envs over to him and the php ass. Oh, library, that's right. You're you're absolutely right. I apologize.
2: Say that again, Tom, for so clarification. It's, it's,
3: I, I forget. Once you update your system, you, know, you update your composer package. Uh, it pulls in the new. Modified version, and then when you run that on production, it sends over all your production ENV values. Uh, now, in this right. case, he was only looking for AWS access key in your ENV file, or AWS, AWS access key and AWS secret key. Um, and then he sent them over to a Heroku endpoint that he had spun up for this purpose. But uh, still, I mean, so
2: this, is, like, so this is a To, to your point, chain e- issue. E- Anything in your .env file, Twitter API keys, your database information, all that
0: is getting sucked over. And yep. yes, this is that reminds that reminds me of another article written about supply chain vulnerabilities in the PHP Architect magazine, in Security Corner. What quarter. I didn't yeah.
3: bring it up by accident.
0: So, so actually, yeah, I <laughs> think so too. <laughs> I, so, go I got a beer. question. I, I I haven't read what you what you've posted here. So could this have been avoided based on your deployment practices? Like My- if 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 you have a C, if you have a CI environment where you build everything, you do all of your composer install without a production env value, and then that gets deployed as artifacts to a server. That would have avoided a lot of this, right? Nope.
2: I don't think so. What, I don't think so what, because it's, it's the code. It's the pa- it's the code running in the package. I thought you said on that,
3: install. No, 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 is no, this install? Is, no, 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 no. The, the, the no. library that you're using here is compromised, making it a, a full on remote code execution attack. Anything he, he could start querying the database and dumping tables if he wanted to.
0: Gotcha.
3: Uh, if you're using
0: to, if you're using the methods that he has, made vulnerable.
3: if he's if, if he's right. expecting it, as soon as as soon as that library that's compromised gets called, he can do whatever he wants. Hmm. Uh, now he might have to know something about your system, but Laravel being the big thing, it's not hard to grab the DB credentials out of Laravel's env right now. Um, right. So you, you can really do whatever you want. Uh, now, as far as mitigation goes when I am updating a package, I'm doing it for a reason and I'm only updating that one package. My lock file stays the same and the composer lock file has a checksum verification against the version that's it's pulling from GitHub. So that's one methodology. Another methodology is is entirely running your own uh, uh, vendor directory as part of your code base, or as part of a separate code base where but
0: you're then you're, you're, but then you're not getting the updates f- for that
3: library. You're not, but you're also not getting the updates that compromise your entire system. And right. this is the problem so, with supply chain vulnerabilities and the problem with well, Composer. In the
2: dependency responsibility too with, with having too many dependencies for fun fact, I want to put this out there real fast. That supply chain article by Eric Mann was, uh, I forget what, what, release, it was World Backup Day, whatever month that was, March, 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 March. 2 happens to be the free article for that month, so that uh, link should be coming into Discord, and when it does, you can click over there and you can download that article today, Understanding Supply Chain Security. Thank you to the people at PHP Architect bringing you the information that matters <laughs> before it matters.
0: <laughs> Those people. Whoever those people are,
3: assholes. Uh, so one one solution to this is signed packages uh, so that the third party who is producing these libraries has to sign them so that just random code that's going out isn't random. They are signing off on it and saying, I approve of this release. Uh, and that's a big thing that everyone's talking about in the NPM space because NPM got plagued by this uh, what twenty times last year? <laughs> I- but but wouldn't that
2: in this scenario? And I'm not saying you're wrong. As a matter of fact, one of the biggest hiccups I had on my rebuild of um, of my system was I do signed commits, and I for the life of me couldn't remember how to do how to configure my system to automatically do signed commits. I even went back to PHP Storm, thinking, okay, let me just use PHP Storm because I got to get this commit done and it wasn't working either. Um, it was time to generate new keys anyway. So I went ahead and did that. But back to this story in this instance, that really wouldn't have fixed this, right? Cause he could have created uh, a new GPG key because he had access to but the domain and everything. So, but if
3: you're expecting a signature for a package in a previous version and the new version does not match the signature, but
0: the public then key the is on, but the public key is on packages isn't it and then if he has access yeah. to but you if he has
2: access sign. to your pa- and and, and how, how 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 can a how could a regular developer rotate their
0: their
2: key right. then
3: because you're supposed to rotate your key there are methodologies for that
0: but but that's not the point in if you're signing your commits the public key is on packages right
3: the public key is for verification you still sign with your private key
0: Right, but where is the public key at? Follow follow my reasoning here. Right, right. So logic.
3: theoretically the public key is in your composer lock and it compares the new incoming version with the old version. Or there's Okay, ways so of that's, setting diff- that. that's I mean, different. Yeah, it, it's not a solution. And I'm not saying it's a solution. I'm saying it it's another hoop to jump through. But if the developer's computer gets hacked, that doesn't help you either. It, this is just supply chain vulnerabilities are going to be the more common way that right. all of this shit goes down and auditing my- uh, change logs is really the only thing you can do as a developer where you, you see a new version 5.11. Now that wouldn't have helped in this case because it right. wasn't a previous I was about version. I say that. But
2: well, well, not only that, but, but the issue with dependencies at dependencies at dependencies, you know?
0: Yeah. So my point being is, if they had the public key in something like packages or another service, now they have access to the domain, they can easily change the public key. But you're saying, I've installed version one, I've saved the public key at that point in time, I upgrade, I'm comparing the signature to the public key I have of version one. But that prevents me as a developer from rotating my keys
3: that and Packagist and composer need to have security ratings for all of the libraries that are involved if the, if you if you're pulling something from composer and there's no github account that this vulnerability can be used against then it needs to throw up a big red flag that says verify your code security because this account can be compromised easily i mean He's outlined how he created the tool to give him the two most popular libraries to do this against. And that tool is going to be run by someone else, hopefully a gray hat or a white hat, who just fixes all of it, possibly even becomes a component of GitHub, how to manage this kind of supply chain vulnerability. But GitHub was not intended to be a source of truth for every developer in the world pulling in one out of a thousand libraries that they're running for their system. There are huge holes in the supply chain that need to be resolved in order for this to not happen again. And one of them is not relying on GitHub as much as I love GitHub and it works great and it does all this fancy stuff. Publishing the packages should not just be a link to one of your GitHub releases. It should be something else. And packages should not. What,
2: what do you mean? What do you mean it should be something else?
3: When you publish a Packagist, you should have. There should be checks in place to verify that you're you and that this thing is what you intended to push. Mm. I mean, at in my office, we have code reviews. But when you write something, like an update to Laravel or an update to PHP or whatever, there's no code review process. You just say like, send it out, sail it. And once it ships, it's shipped. Maybe packages should be implementing some kind of code review stuff. Or, I mean, it's, we can sit and try to come up with a billion solutions, but the problem is what the problem is, is that this is a supply chain attack and there's going to be a lot more of them.
2: I think a lot's being made out of the fact that this is uh, an open source supply chain attack. Which, yes, that's true, but
3: what the? What is it I think, now?
2: yeah. Well, in in the fact that this can very easily be done in proprietary environments as well, with less visibility. So it's uh, like the 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 attack that happened with the PHP core and somebody imitating one of the developers and trying to get some code pushed through that got caught because of its visibility. Um, So, yeah, I just feel like I, I always get a little defensive when things are like, kind of categorize as hey this is a problem with open source. No, it's not yeah, a problem yeah. with open source. It's a problem with you know development and how development workflows work. But
3: yeah. Well, so interesting question for this guy who did this this hack though. Is the justice department going to go after him for hacking hundreds of web servers? And the big news this week about that is that no. The Justice Department has decided that if you're a white hat or somewhat gray hat, if you're a good faith security researcher, even if you broke the law in your research, they're not going to prosecute you. They're not going to try and send you to jail, which is a big move forward for companies that have to do this kind of work. Hold on. Roger says he agrees with me. Yeah, yeah let's I was move, just about to move on. him in
2: timeout. Yes. We're going to put him in timeout. He's obviously drunk and should not be on Discord.
3: Just want to, to point out <laughs> someone agrees with me this episode.
0: <laughs> We're not saying we don't agree with you. At least I'm not. All
3: right, time, time check.
0: Where, where are we at with time check?
3: I think it's time to thank our patrons on Patreon. Nice. Look at that beautiful animated, formerly animated... It's kind of s-
0: animated. Semi animated. Somewhat
3: frequently, kind, infrequently animated. This is, exactly. this is what you can
0: expect from Harry Mack at the end of the show.
2: <laughs> kind, of, kind of stuttering <laughs> a little bit, yeah.
0: Or completely stopping. No, it'll.
2: Now, I it'll happen loop. to know for a fact that everybody on this list are not current Patreon supporters, and I'm going to find out who you are because I need to dump the list again and. Uh, and rebuild this, this screen. Whoa. Oh, what's what's it's happening getting real
3: fast. Apparently,
0: apparently a tornado. <laughs> has hit. He went from calm and soothing to, Oh my gosh, <laughs> cover your <laughs> heads. Get out of the way.
2: But yes, thank you for everybody. Who's been supporting us. Some people on this list have literally supported us for years. Little Contribution. I matter of fact, I think it's probably time we send out uh, some stickers again because we we did get a good amount of new people um, last couple months. And you know what? We have a new logo that I don't. Maybe I need to order stickers again.
3: I thought we got like boxes of those stickers.
2: Oh, did we? Did we already get stickers with the new logo, John? I will look. I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe everybody this... needs to get new new stickers. And if you don't, if if, and, if and everybody th- doesn't get new stickers, it's because John shot me down. So I'm the good guy. He's the bad guy. Just remember that. Yeah, that, that's probably
0: true. we to have We need out. to come up with a little something extra for some of our long-term supporters, huh?
2: I couldn't agree with you more.
3: A little something, something. We'll figure that Free out. Free
2: tickets to PHP Tech? No? Did I talk too soon?
3: Yeah. Wow, that's going to get cut from the final <laughs> final episode. Jesus. <laughs>
2: Just, I didn't say that's what it was. I was just throwing it out there as, as, as a suggestion.
3: Yep.
0: Now you're going to make me look like the Digging bad that guy. <laughs> bit, that no. That's my goal,
2: man. I always <laughs> need a bad guy. <laughs> no.
3: Now, I got some news this week. No. I got some news this week from our Discord channel. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. If you support us for 15 years on Patreon, uh, yes, I'll give you... <laughs> tickets to php tech
3: that's gonna fucking come back up you know that's gonna come back up I, okay i'll be fine with that
0: you support us for 15 years I'll, I'll make it happen you're gonna have to send buttery tickets to japan buttery if you support us for another 10 years from now you get tickets buttery to-
2: i think send me some hotel information and we'll talk about tech japan in 20 uh 25 that's what, I, that's what I feel like.
3: Yes. That's when you'll have the, you'll have the headspace. COVID will almost be over. 2035? Tw-
2: what? 2025. It's 22 yeah. now, right? So I'm giving us like three don't years. Don't you know 2025
3: is the year of the monkeypox?
2: The, the, <laughs> the Rising Sun PHP Tech inaugural.
3: I don't know. Year. The Setting Sun PHP Tech Conference sounds better.
0: Yeah, like, don't hold us to that. We have, he isn't already talking it, about hold <laughs> us
3: to it, Buttery. We, hold us to it. We have a number of of elder care homes uh, in Colorado Springs. Uh, Colorado Springs has has great medical care and everything, but the the names of these Alzheimer's care homes it they need to they need to stop with this creativeness that they think they have because it is not funny. <laughs> Oh, come on. Chair. Like setting sun, memory, memory care, or, like, it's all this, like, so you're about to die, but we built, like, a little thing for you to die in. It's terrible. Faded memories. Elderly home.
1: Oh. It's terrible. <laughs>
2: You just want to keep reminding him, hey, you are on your way out, so let's, let's not get too comfortable. Just come on in, finish out your days, and move on.
3: I got some news from Discord. Discord.phpugly.com That I'm amazed did not show up on our Trello board here. HP has teamed up with System76 for a new Linux laptop.
2: Where'd you see that? What? So, Where is, did you put it in Trello?
3: There, yeah. It there's is HP is going to be launching a Linux-based laptop preloaded with PopOS.
2: What? It's the see now. I thought I, I I totally thought we we've been we've been saying this for a while that Microsoft was going to buy Ubuntu. I thought Microsoft should be looking at System 76 now. Because it's a complete supply chain for them. So this is interesting. I hope hope this isn't the beginning of the end of System76 and them making the hardware. Because it's not only that they make hardware and hardware designed for Linux, but they open source as much of of the hardware as they possibly can. They're very good stewards of the open source community. And I really hope this isn't, and trying so, to say, okay, we want to get out of the hardware business. Listen to
3: this though. Listen to this. No. It's built around an eight core AMD Ryzen pro seven CPU, just a monstrous CPU. Uh, with 16 gigs of Ram upgradable to 64 gigs and a one terabyte NVMe. Just, I mean, that's, this is the CPU that AMD is saying is going to gonna hit 5 gigahertz, which is just incredible.
0: so all I know is 64 gigabytes sounds like a lot, but all of a sudden you, you throw up two things at it, and all of a sudden it's, you're out of memory. It's like, how throw, do, throw one Chrome does that happen? It. Yeah,
3: one instance of Chrome and one Harry Mac video, and it just starts chugging. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, how? You've got so much memory. How is it? Anyway, go ahead,
2: John. How how many cores does your machine have? Like, maybe I'm reading mine wrong.
0: Be I don't know four. how are you reading it.
2: I I think I have 32. Oh
3: God! Now, that can't be right, what, though. No, what is that? You guys have the the thread
2: rippers, the th- th- Thilio, Thilio R2. Uh, so you have a command, or you might have a command. You might need to install it. Neo-fetch, Neo Fetch N E O. F-E-T-H P C H. I do not have that. And do not do an app install of that real quick. But I think I have I think I have 32 cores. Let me go to system 76. I I, I have got I have falling so far out of touch with hardware and understanding hardware. I just look for the biggest numbers and order them. It's (laughs) absolutely horrible. I used to understand this stuff.
0: Yeah, you are a terrible person. So just NeoFetch? Yeah, N-E-O-F-E-T-C-H. All one word. So you, you just run that. Did I just give you my ENV files?
2: Yes, they just send me all your ENV files. That's the weirdest password. <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: telling you. Yeah,
2: I'm telling you. I think I have a lot of cores, like. No, threads. It must be threads. They're not cores, they're threads. Yeah, threads are different. There's like
3: eight threads per core. I don't know. What are you you looking at? What CPU do you
0: have?
2: Under the CPU? It says CPU right there. Uh, My my CPU is AMD Ryzen
0: 9
2: uh, 3950X, and it says 32 after that. At 3.5 gigahertz.
3: 16 core. Hmm? Sixteen core,
2: sixteen core. Okay,
3: yeah.
0: We'll just say mine. So the, I don't. will say mine's the same as yours.
2: Yours is bigger, isn't it?
0: <laughs> That's what she said. What? I got
2: envy. I got so envious. So John and I worked together last week, last Thursday. Um, we worked remotely together, and I, I still have my uh, macbook that i take with me when i work remote and i just ssh into my desktop john got a system 76 laptop and my god is it beautiful it's light it is so light it is smaller than my macbook yeah i don't know how how well you have that one spec'd out man i was very envious of that laptop i don't know how well it's working for you but I don't, just I,
0: feeling how late it was. I don't work remotely enough. I need to work remotely more to get everything installed on it. But mm-hmm. I had it up to speed enough last week when you and I worked together to actually get stuff done. That And that was the first time where I've really sat down and used it for work. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've had it off and on. Like I took it on a plane with me, but it, didn't really use it i didn't use it um and what what's your laptop was that again the lemur
2: pro lemur the lemur wow Wow. that thing was uh that thing was nice It it felt a little like after after using after having max for so long
0: the it feels plasticky.
2: yeah yeah exactly it's not but it just it kind of has a plastic feel like like yeah kind of cheap but it it's man, it's so light. Though. Yeah. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, I, I definitely like that that part of it, and we're gonna work together more, right? Coming up, and in- that that uh-uh. is
2: that is the idea. If you show up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know what it is about Eric's animosity. Like, rubs off on me so easy. It's just like I get I start getting real insulted by it.
0: Yeah, I felt so bad my my nephew is in the Navy haven't seen him in a few months because he switched to nights he's like finally able to the first night he's able to make it to come over because he has a four day weekend starting today he for today off through Sunday and he's going camping he's like hey do you have camping equipment? I'm like yeah I've got camping equipment so he made a point to come over and like I told him Come over around five. Like I get off work at five. Come over five-ish. The kids have to be in bed at 7.30-ish. He gets here at 7.15. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, we have like my wife made a a great dinner and we waited as long as we could. We're like, all right, we're just going to eat. Kids ate. We ate. So when he finally shows up, like, all right, you want some food? You can eat. And he has a friend that he brought over which was nice and it just became a late night and then i'll like i said all of a sudden i'm like crap i have a eight thirty meeting that i missed and then i saw your messages to me
3: so fun as you as you described it before the show he brought over a girl who could be a friend could be a girlfriend you didn't know but then in your description just now hence before the show, <laughs> but your description, your description just now made it before a the show times worse. Because you just said he brought over a friend. I don't. That's know. That's worse. That is worse. Because the no, implication it is there, not. the implication there is that he's he might be no. gay. You're not sure yet. It's okay if he is. We don't know exactly. if this is a friend, friend or a friend, friend.
0: She was a female that he brought over, but I didn't bring that up on the show. For you could have just said I friend, wasn't.
3: brought over a friend. We hung out, had a good time. You're the one that
0: went to gay. We don't know. He,
3: no, no, he's actually no, right. You put too much emphasis you, on the word you friend. Had, yeah. you put the 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 hard G <laughs> on gay there.
2: <laughs> I did not.
3: Put, <laughs> I don't. Hey, in this house, we don't judge.
0: She was. That she was, was very. She was very nice, and. Uh, but it's
3: not getting better.
0: I don't know I don't know where they are at together other than they're going camping together, which that's, that's good fine. How many tents? I they borrowed one <laughs> tent from me. I don't know if they have another tent or not. <laughs> they borrowed one sleeping bag from me. I, <laughs> actually, they didn't borrow a sleeping bag at all.
3: Four one,
2: condoms. Yeah. I don't know what they're using them for. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I I mean I don't I don't want to put you on the spotlight like that, but you <clears throat> you put the friend it it was unnecessary.
0: That was meant for you guys because we talked before we recorded. There are faster. like
3: there are like four hundred other people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> that ha- having that emphasis on I he might be gay I don't know it was I
0: I don't think so, but I don't care. No. I don't care. She was ver- she was very nice.
3: And I've ruined everything.
0: Yeah, I'm used to it. She's going to find
3: out this podcast exists. Think that it's weird <laughs> that his whole family just jumps to conclusions? <laughs> I'm I'm curious, All right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just,
0: curious where they're at together. I'm just kidding that she
3: will never find out this podcast exists. <laughs> For no, sure. don't
0: say that, man. <laughs> I have found out so many
2: people listen to the podcast who I thought would never listen to the podcast. It's really I went and caught uh uh John's kids uh t ball game and listened to the mom, uh mother in law my mother in law, yeah. Listening to the podcast. She this this is uh this is this is weird.
3: Somebody in the <laughs> show goes, "Hey, I know that voice. I know that voice." What did you she, see?
2: She, she uh, Sherry Wheeler's uh, tweeted. I think it was today. She she tweeted that her kids are starting to recognize my voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put I'll put that. Let me find that one. I love I love seeing that stuff. I we got to send her kids stickers now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If you, it's, hear, it's, if you hear that voice it, in public, find an adult.
0: <laughs> it's weird when my mother in law is over and she'll she'll be talking to me and she references something on the show. I'm like, What are you talking about? And she's like, You just talked about it last week. I'm like, Oh that <laughs> You're not supposed to listen that closely. You're supposed to be watching T V and semi listening to the show, not listening completely.
3: Yeah, no, it's supposed to be background noise. I mean that's how I listen to it while recording.
2: Yeah, I was like, you guys don't listen to it. Once you guys are done with this show, you're done. You're done. I, I could I could be putting things in here. You guys never you never listen to the show. Not that it hurts me or anything, but I listen to it like four or five times. I edit it, I listen to it post edit. And then listen again
3: post edit. Yeah. Mental health is important. You're obsessed. <laughs> you, should, you should stop whatever it is that you're doing well i I want to close out on some good news
2: okay let's hear
3: it 8.2 which is going to be feature frozen any day now uh is still managing to improve upon the build for build performance uh it's not like it's a significant percentage of anything but uh PHP 8.2 is faster by most standard PHP benchmarks than 8.1. And we're getting more features. Uh, this is the direction I want to see it going. And, and, you know, whoever is the release manager should be very proud. <laughs> whoever isn't. Should Go, to town. Go to hell, Tom.
2: Go to hell, Tom.
0: To be fair, you didn't put your hat in the ring this time.
2: I, I'm saying that for Eric Mann as well. Just, just go hell to hell. True, we
3: do have Eric <laughs> Mann. Unfortunately, got I got you, buddy. Eric's just are not fit to be release managers.
2: Oh, Sherry posted that to Mastodon. Listen, we have gotten so many people on the PHP that social Mastodon. It's really becoming like this <laughs> PHP haven of great conversation. If you're not
0: there, you guys need to jump over there.
2: I'm posting this link
0: in uh, Discord. Yeah, but when I did jump over there, somebody was questioning, like, is this you? Who else is claiming John Congdon? That's a stupid name. Who would want that? First thing,
2: it wasn't John Congdon. It was Jay Congdon. And, you know, I don't know, John, maybe there's some hackers out there who like to assume the identity of other people to try to get sensitive information about Certain things. I don't know. Maybe it would be a good thing to get to a new social media platform and claim the name of people of other social media. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying things like um, that can happen. Okay, what's the URL for this again?
3: For what? For the for the Mastodon channel. P- oh, you
2: I want the invite?
0: That social.
2: Yep. Yeah, let me send you the invite so that you guys can bounce right into there. Because uh, I I get. Three three cents for everybody who uh, signs up with my link. That's not true. Don't listen to me. Yeah,
3: doesn't.
2: Yeah, that's. But I do have a link. That... Wow, we
0: got so many people from our Discord channel on here.
2: Yeah. Yes, I do, John. Yes, I do. Oh, I post that in Discord. Okay, this is this is going to come in Discord again because I got to put it in Trello. Sorry for our Discord viewers, but oh nope, not that one. God damn it. <laughs> All right, I'll keep that. Did I'll you read what Buttery wrote?
0: Come on now.
2: No, I haven't gotten back to the Discord.
3: Oh, Buttery.
0: Oh boy.
3: <sighs> there we go. Yeah, can't put just th- ignore those things. Can't put that on the uh, on the air.
0: Of course you can, because oh Buttery, a, you've got us banned from YouTube anyway. So what does it matter?
3: I did not. No, John. That, that's
0: how, that's actually a great name for you. You should.
3: <laughs> you should really think about it. Middle, middle name King.
2: <laughs> oh, for all uh, audio listeners, heard,
0: I'm sorry. You think I've heard that one before? And the other one, my nickname wasn't Trojan, and in high school for nothing.
2: What? You, you had to go make it weird, John. Why did you, you do that? that You've was, totally ruined what? this. <laughs> I'm good at that. Okay, I want to wrap this up. Are we done? Yes.
3: Yeah, I gave my good news. I think news. we were done like 30 minutes ago. I don't know why. I've. We've
2: overcommitted. I, I feel like we've overcommitted on, on a lot of fronts here, so I, I'm happy with all that. So, uh, how do we gonna overcommit? Do it? what
0: do we ever commit on?
2: Well, we're going to have PHP tech in Japan in a couple years and you're going to start giving <coughs> PHP <laughs> passes to longtime Patreon supporters, John. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. You overcommitted and maybe we'll get <laughs> new stickers out as well. Maybe we'll see. All right. All right. I'm signing checks. My ass can't. Can't cancel, can't cash, can't whatever. Yeah, just uh, push the er, push the
3: early bird to one week before the event and you'll cover the expenses.
2: Yeah, we'll be fine. We are in the planning process of PHP Tech. By the way, I'm not keeping this secret. It's not going to be a secret. We're putting it out there to hold our feet to the fire and get it done. And we are planning, and we are looking for corporate sponsorship. So if you work for a company that's willing to give us a sponsorship it's really going to help us with our planning process That feels targeted we d-
3: explicitly at me
2: i'm just saying if you have uh, if you have uh, money send it our way you know oh just a few never mind extra that. Pennies I have nothing. here like <laughs> but uh, really i i can't be more serious we joke around a lot we we need some Th- this probably won't happen without some good corporate sponsorship. John and I are taking it as far as we can with the funds that we have, and I promise you, we we will we are not going to give up. But it we are going to have to get some big donors to kind of help us get it across the finish line.
0: Not, not so not if donors. you work for a company, <clears throat> sponsors sponsors you get sponsors. you get something out of it. Donors get nothing. Sponsors get something.
2: Well, let's stick with donors then. What's wrong with
0: that? <laughs> sure. Good point.
2: But if, if you work for a company, if you know somebody who works for a company, if you have a friend of a friend, if you go to church with somebody who works with somebody who knows someone at another place, please get those connections working for us. We really, really need it. And I appreciate it. I sincerely appreciate it. From me, from John, from everybody at PHP Architect, we appreciate it. Okay, that's going to be it. Episode 288 is in the book. I'm Eric.
0: I'm John.
1: I'm Tom. Keep
3: Keep it it ugly. ugly.
1: One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a sender. shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host named Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to people.